Fighters, what's happening? Ooh. Coming to you with a lot of connection and Ooh, tension and a whole healthy serving helping of purpose. A whole what is it? Four to eight cups. Four to eight cups. <laughs> you know, uh, it's it's a it's not the uh oh what's the you have your recommended daily allowance. We're we're at the allowance level, you know what I mean. <laughs> we're pushing the boundary on it on that purpose, Ooh, almost too much purpose. Almost overdosing on the purpose. All right. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Yo, today is on a Saturday. <laughs> it's getting hot. like that dry heat. Oh yeah, you better believe it. Yeah, it's on a Saturday, man. I'm excited for this one because um, it's a little bit different. A little bit um bit of spice to it um and allows us to talk about what both of us love too um a lot of movement a lot oh, yeah. of getting it after it getting that sweat equity what did you say yesterday sweat yeah you combined them yes yes the sweat we are dealing and wheeling today um, motion is lotion man we always like to get that motion <laughs> that's for dang sure motion is lotion which is also medicine <laughs> which is also yeah which is also medicine and uh motion is life right yes sir yes sir all right bro and guys i'm super excited for this one dr nash who and compared to a majority of us even though he i know he's too humble to say is a WEC method expert oh <laughs> wait is it WEC or wex you, you got it WEC. you put WEC. me up to us a little early but uh WEC i got told you have to fill the role today <laughs> expert compared to 99.9% of the world in my opinion so what what the heck is the WEC method my man what are we doing here so the WEC method um was founded by David WEC he's more of a uh, west coast in his origins but uh the fundamental principles of WEC method are developed around the core as the central stabilizer for all human motion, motion and locomotion and to move with um, as not like as little effort, but as efficiently as possible with our movement. So like that's oh, we're about that efficiency. Yeah. 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 And um, in a way the, I, I think the, you know, if anybody's out there, correct me if I'm wrong on any of this, but from what I understand, I think the initial inspiration just came from uh, looking at how other, you know, more specifically animals in nature, how effortlessly they move and like you see you know you go to the mall you see people watching walking around rigid as hell or just uh really looks like it's a lot of labor for them to move and oh yeah a lot um, of labored breathing too for even some. It, exactly and even in the gym you see people that have all these like uh patterns that are like walking around like all stiff bodied and uh like yeah you can do some linear movements pretty strong wise. like you can have some strength and some linear movements but um for anybody that's an athlete, right? Like that doesn't, that doesn't correlate to hardly any sports nine times out of 10. So uh, if, if strength was a direct indicator of success as an athlete, then the strongest would win every single time. But if I've learned anything in my years of being an athlete, that's like the last thing that matters. 
yep. being honest. Yep. Um, yeah, I thought it was interesting what you said there when you look at – is he a Cairo? I can't remember if you told me if he was or not. <laughs> Honestly, dude, I've seen uh, some, like, Cairo oh, yeah, tables in that dude's house. But, like, as far as I know, he's not. But he's a very uh, – I don't know. He's he's definitely out of the norm with a lot of his uh, his principles and his practices, and I it he's West Coast, so I mean he's a uh, I don't know he's open to a lot of concepts, and honestly, a lot of his uh, his content he uses similar um, verbiage that you know anybody that's a little bit more in the green books talks about oh. dysfunction and dis ease a lot, right? I think I shared a post with you where you mentioned those things. Yes. As somebody who's not a common... chiropractor, that's pretty cool to to even. not a common lexicon but it makes me think of like um i like what you said about it's being foundationally off of animals and stuff like you think of a tiger man those those dudes are quick they're powerful and yet they're also extremely limber and very um agile like yeah yes like the thing weighs like half a ton and it it's right behind you you don't even know it right like right like that's what uh some of like the origins with i guess like in indonesia a lot of like you know there's like masks and stuff they would wear on the back of their head because the the lore was a tiger won't attack you in your face it'll only attack you from behind so like they'd have these masks on the back of their head that looks like a face so it would like kind of deter a tiger from attacking them in that way but like dude they're crazy sneaky if you watch animal planet or anything like that they're so light and limber on their on their feet and it's all about efficiency and quickness right so have you seen the video of the guy that he's like a tour guide on this elephant and this tiger you can hear him like not growling but like kind of like making a growl sound through the grass and you don't hear anything except for the growls and then all of a sudden tiger just leaps out like like over the elephant head like yeah (laughs) so much power in that one movement and like you couldn't even see it, you know? Yeah. You know, they, they end it in, like, you know, most kills, like, blink of an eye, you're done. You know, because yeah. their draw power is crazy strong, and, like, uh, that's essentially how they do it. They just, like, kind of go straight for the neck, instant, one bite, done. So. Yes, sir. Yeah, they're crazy. But, like, that's uh, that's kind of the inspiration for it. So, um, a lot of the methods are, like I said, focusing on that core stability and, uh, they they talk about it as uh, coiling, yeah, or, uh, inducing like some rotational and uh, rotation. Use the example like going up the stairs with that, right? Like, how what does that mean, and how do you kind of like utilize it? So in a way, you like so for like the stair analogy, like to use like a you know you you use your front leg as a plant leg, and like coiling your your torso and your um, using like your your intrinsic core muscles to like rotate and almost like uh, you know like a spring right like compress and, and rotate and then like uncoil out of that step so like yeah you're, uh, kind of like um, using yourself you like your internal stabilizers as like that spring mechanism right so it kind of like takes the uh, it like increases your ground reaction forces in a way but uses less effort, right? So it's like a more efficient process. So I, I, that's what I understand. So, yeah. so like I said, if I'm wrong, please flame me, roast me up. I don't care. <laughs> Dr. Nash asking for the roast. Roast um, me. 
please. I think, uh, yeah, that what you said makes sense. I mean, it, it makes me think of like any, um, you know, hitting a baseball, right? Like you're yep. coiling, you're compressed, and then at, by the end of it, you're extended fully. Um, so yep. it's definitely not like a, you want to be efficient with it, though, too. So you're like you said, you're using your ground reaction forces and you're using your own inherent muscular ability to do it, too. And, uh, I mean, emphasis, like I said, is on efficiency. So, like, the less you need to, like, move from center, the more efficient you can be with that, the, the mm -hmm. more, like, efficiently you're going to come out of that step. So, right. um, like, if you are very familiar with kinesiology or any sort of exercise science background, you know that, like, in the eccentric phase, generally is when you have your highest amount of forces. So, in a way, like, adding that rotational component kind of increases <laughs> that eccentric load, yeah. which, you know, like, you – that, that like that's just how we move right we put that force in the ground but we never win the ground always wins. Right. that's how we right. induce locomotion so by increasing that eccentric force that ground's going to push back just as much enough to like you know bring us out of that step so um that's kind of where it's focused around i think does he kind of touch on like why maybe humans don't function the same as animals i'm sure he does yeah um and I, he, he definitely has, I've, I've watched, I've not gone through all this content. I, like I said, I'm, I'm still as far as in like the WEC method and even uh, other spinoffs, I'm more of an infant into the programs, but from what I've kind of picked up so far, it's a lot of just, uh, so we talk about operating out of that flow state. Yeah. Yeah. That's a lot of like the problem is like people are very mechanistic automatic yeah so um getting back to that flow state that innate flow that we have and that innate mm -hmm. pattern that we can get back to as human beings as a part of nature that's kind of what it's built around yeah and i wonder like we talk about um you know all the environment that brings us out of it like how many people you know nowadays are walking in a forest just to go for a hike, you know, there's not, it's not a frequent thing to do. So slowly and surely it kind of makes me think of like, um, have you seen, is it Wally? -E? Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Like the, the robots. Yeah. Where like slowly they become like, basically they just float on these magnetic chairs and they're barely able to walk like floating segues. Floating segues. And that's how they spend their entire life. And, Right. They're not even strong enough to like hold themselves up. And that's in like artificial yeah. gravity, right? Yeah. You mentioned the labored. Yeah. That labored style is becoming so apparent in our, our in us as chiropractors, we look at the, the bony structures and the nervous tissues that get affected by it. It is really astounding how much of an effect, even though people might not be in pain, but how much of an effect it has on the, their efficiency of the body. They might not be in pain, but how many people do we know that are chronically fatigued that don't get enough nutrition and all this kind of stuff and they're not moving to their efficient foundation? Totally. Causes, right? Yeah, dude, that's great. I love the way you, uh, the efficiency is huge. And even if you, I mean, even more so if you are in pain, you're way less likely to be moving, which right. you know, last year, I'd say probably the least amount of movement in the human race in uh, human history happened. 
globally, yeah. like less steps were taken on par for, you know, probably like the least amount of steps taken of all time per right. person. So, um, yeah. in a way, uh, for a lot of people, walking is like their, their main modality for exercise. And also, in a way, walking is like one of the most fundamental forms of exercise yeah that we've adopted as humans because it's the most efficient form but the less we do of it it not only affects us physically but uh mentally as well right that's so true i that's what i always tell people like just get out for a walk like we don't just walk anymore it's either walk outside walk outside people feel like they have to go for a run which i'm not knocking running but like people just feel like you know especially people when they want to lose weight automatically assume that they just have to go run a bunch which is like the worst thing you could probably do for not only yourself metabolically, but your joints and all those tissues that aren't even ready and prepared for that type of force. Yeah. And I mean, the cliche stands true that uh, you got to walk before you can run. <laughs> true. Yeah. Like, literally. We do, we, yeah. It's astounding how many times, and we'll see this in the spring, how many people will just go out and, you know, they're not the best of shape. And then they go out and just try to run. And they're just killing themselves. Yeah. And it pains me to see. Not because I don't like running, even though I don't really like long distance running. Now. I would much rather sprint personally. That's just my. Uh... I'd rather run than jog and rather sprint than run. Um, yeah. Yeah. You know, that, that, uh, that long distance, man. Like, that's where that efficiency comes into play. And. Um, right. My patterns. That's a. Yeah. My patterns that I developed growing up. Um, we're more focused around short interval and that's just through things that I like to do from wiffle ball to kickball to, to tag or, you know, anything right. in between. Like I was never one to like go on like miles of runs. Yeah. I was always just like, you know, doing things where it'd be like short, quick burst speed, uh, PCR cycle or, you know, anaerobic type exercise. So that's just, uh, like the patterns I developed. So like my, you know, my long run mechanics aren't the most efficient. So in a way that well, I kind of pay for it. Well, you talk about too, like the efficiency of it, like how many times did you and I probably both go through uh, practicing, touching as little ground as you can right. during your sprint, right? Like yep. you, we, you had to go over the hurdles, yep. Go over the hurdles, uh, minimize the amount of pressure on it so that you could efficiently run and even even long distance runners do that too right like they have to they map it down to a science how big their stride is and and look like if you um, can like really get good slow motion footage of like a world-class sprinter and look at like the that time that their foot hits the ground and if you could measure the amount of force that they're putting out it's crazy the amount of force yes. in that quick second, but that's, that's just um, really preaches that or put, you know, drives that point home of like the eccentric phase is so important. And that's right. where you have the most force. It's not about the amount of push you get out, but the amount of eccentric quickness that you get down that you're going to have that ground reaction force shoot you out. So, and the thing is with the sprinters is there's this natural coiling system in those world-class sprinters that they have that like, yeah you have this slight like uh duck footed uh type uh foot strike right and sprinter it's like externally rotated yep. a little bit and that's just like uh 
advantageous to like our human frame. So yeah, I don't know why. I don't know where the trend came from. I, I, yeah, but I thought that was so funny looking. Like you see somebody running, and it's so goofy. Like you, you look at it and you're like, that can't be how we're supposed to run. <laughs> but they're usually the quickest guys that are doing it, right? Like totally. It's wild. So how how do you how do you train the WEC method? Like, what does that even look like? So a lot of the foundations are done from I was trying to remember what the term they so positions are like the foundation. So um BOSU balls, uh those are huge especially for learning positions and also yeah. using a uh, landmine work. So landmines where you can, uh, if you were to like, if, if this was a barbell and if I had like a, if you've ever seen one of those units that you like slide the barbell in, oh yeah, you can do like presses like this. Right. So really w focusing on like creating that coil mechanism. Um, yeah. That's how it kind of starts. And, it's like walking before you can run. So like you really, before you even dive into the uh, advanced movements or even just like more complex, complex movements, you really just got to hammer home that like what a uh, balanced position feels like with that rotation and just holding that static position. So now your feet square to the, to the landmine or are they staggered? Uh, so they're staggered, but it depends on what you're doing. So there's so many, so many applications. That's the fun part about it. it. For me recently, what really got me into it was just like, it's a variety. And like, I'm always looking for different ways to like keep myself and my body kind of off balance with my training methods. That like, right. um, I don't know for, at least for me, I was always getting really stuck into just like kind of the same program, same movements. And if you know anything about, uh, plateauing like that's just how you get there it's just like you do the right. same stuff and uh, for me that wasn't that's not what I wanted and honestly as a chiropractor I wanted to be training more, more specifically to uh what I do right I'm not sure. a football player anymore I'm training to be a chiropractor so um what I was doing wasn't necessarily making sense to helping myself and even still like I still have things that I like to do that maybe not be the best for me as a chiropractor so um you mix it up though. So, yeah. well, so before, before we get into to chiropractic transition too, cause I want to talk about that. I want you to prep them for the, uh, the mini shake weights that, uh, what uses. I'm not even gonna lie. I'm probably gonna get them here really soon. So are you really? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, they're cool. definitely useful tool. They just like, when you look at it, you're like, what in the freaking world? Oh yeah. They, they, so they look like mini shake weights. Um, but like when we say mini, they fit in your hand and you can't, you can't really see them. They just fit in, in your hand. Right. Yep. About the size of like a, uh, like a tomato paste. Yeah. Literally. Tomato paste, perfect. Yep. Literally <laughs> that little tiny little mini can. 69 cent can. Or like what a, <laughs> what a can of Coca-Cola looks like in the hand of Shaq. <laughs> like that's what it looks like. Oh my gosh. Um, yeah, so like essentially what those are, I, again, I don't have these tools. All I've really done so far is BOSU ball and uh, that landmine work. But I think that's the next step for me is to get some of those and some of the rope, the rope uh, training stuff. So who um, uses that to further maximize the efficiency of almost like a gyro force, right? Yep. 
Yep. And uh, there's so many different ways that you can incorporate like shoulder mobility and like efficiency of movement. Um, That's really good for Cairo too. Oh, totally. Totally. It, like the, the concepts are like this, man. Um, That'd be for, huge. And, like as far as what I've looked at, like that is the, like one of like the premier ways to train as a chiropractor. Um, right. Because literally as we, as you and I know, um, the adjustment, it's anything but linear. Right. So yes, sir. Um, being able to come from those different angles and those arcs, um, those ropes are huge. And uh, right. that's something that I really am looking forward to getting into. But the pulsers, getting back to the shake weight things. Um, so it's like, it's really uh, driving home that like that, that, that initial coil, but like you're also kind of, uh, you know, you got using your entire body, like it's all one. That's the other thing that's uh, in nature when you move, like when you see a horse run, it's, the, the horse isn't thinking mechanically, okay, I got to really push off with my right leg and like push yeah. front left. It's using its whole body is like the, the movement, right? So it's really helping you uh, engage, not just your core, but like your, 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 your whole torso and like to do it in a way that feels natural to um, drive yourself out of your steps. And like, it really gets your timing and your rhythm down. Right. Um, so, well, we talk about too, real quick with that is if you're a chiropractor and you're not training your core properly, not crunches, then uh, you better get on it because yeah. it's so, so heavily involved and your patients need that guidance too, I think. But um, with that too, when you talk about the, the, the shake weights and, and using them to your advantage within a movement, I like what you said about it not being linear. Because in order to get a proper adjustment for some patients and actually practice that art, you have to get in some weird positions. And on top of that, you have to, I think, in, in my opinion, like we've gone back and forth about this too, is allow innate to lead you in that way also. Because there's going to be ways where you don't learn in school and you only like are in the moment and you're like, this doesn't feel right. Like, I feel like I need to do this. And then you do it and the adjustments fire. Like it, it's, it's the weirdest thing. Yep. But I think the more we have, um, let our body and train our body efficiently to allow that capability, the more our patients obviously are going to reap the benefits every time. And our bodies are too. Like we're not going to be breaking down. I don't know about you, but I want to be that 95 year old chiropractor that's still practicing out here. <laughs> I'm living to 200, bro. 200, 200 year lifestyle, baby. Two centuries. I don't want to live that. forever though. Huh? Life's all about balance, bro. I don't want to live forever. That's fine. That's okay. cool the cycles is, is how it's supposed to be, man. That's all right. Kind of like uh, maybe I'll go through this period. I'll go back to sleep like Rip Van Winkle. But um, <laughs> like the no wait, what was that Tibetan monk that I just sent you? He was like 256 years old. Yeah. Status. There you go. We're gonna take that trip, by the way, man. We're gonna make it happen. I'm telling oh, totally. you. Totally. I. Uh, if you don't know what we're talking about, read the forward in Supernatural, <laughs> or Becoming Supernatural. Sorry, by Dispenza. I think okay. they have that at Barnes and Noble. Like pretty, pretty yeah. uh, commercial bookstores have that that book because it's yeah, it's a good book. I uh, I just rented mine from the library. Oh, cool! Because I wanted to check it out first. Um, I wish I would have bought it though. Chantel didn't let me, but I'm, I'm pretty bad at like renting books from libraries. I'm just like, yeah, I'm just gonna <laughs> buy it. Like, are you the guy that like five years from now you have an outstanding library charge of like? six thousand dollars honestly uh i don't you know seem like the type 
if Palmer's watching this, I mean, whatever, but uh, I did try to – so, uh, in my you defense, I rented – no, I didn't. I brought it back, but <laughs> um, I had a bigness, and, like, the, it was, like, literally on his last leg. I'm like, dude, if anybody else checks this out, this thing's falling apart, right? Oh, and my God. I'd been just, like, working through it, and yeah. uh, I, like, went up and like, hey, so what's you, what do you guys do with the green books? I'm like, when they need to be retired. Like, look at this thing. The, the binding's all – shot and like it's just it, this thing's been on the shelf since like the 90s and like oh we just you know do some ambiguous process and put them in the archive or be i think but um i was like so is there any way that i could like buy this from you guys and like you guys just take one from the bookstore and put it on the shelf like just like yeah like, like freshen like, up yeah can i can i rescue this book right like uh no that's what they told me. So, <laughs> no, you cannot. And I went through this. I was like, hmm, do I risk like uh, just just taking this thing? And no, I didn't do it. I know I probably oh. should have. You, you guys should have, man. I mean, you what are guys, they do now? you stinkers. I know this. This book, Mind Over Meds, by Andrew uh, Wheel, who is mentioned in like Barge's books and stuff. Yeah. Um, he, I've had this from columbus i'm pretty sure they forgot about it nice <laughs> uh good actually it's probably been about a year now so well all right dude let's get into to, to that application status of WEC into your i mean we kind of touched on it a little bit but how you felt influenced by WEC into the adjustments like have you noticed a difference have you um felt more efficient in your adjustments more efficient at the end of the day when you have multiple adjustments um so going through clinic right like the most people you serve in a day is like maybe three or four maybe some days you get like six right like yeah. on a busy day i don't even know about anymore i feel like anymore it's like definitely not during two. covid so um one if you're lucky but the thing is you always um at least for me talking about you know successful chiropractors who serve a lot of people and i want to be able to do that so yeah um building up my capacity for work is huge so I don't know about you, but in a, in a field like this where you're really empathetic and really connecting with somebody, you got to be able to like protect yourself in a way that like, um, so for me, I've already like noticed that like, uh, stamina wise, I feel, I feel pretty solid, dude. I don't really feel like I, I have, I'm obviously I'm not, I'm not even yeah. close to that threshold, which is good, but yeah. um, that's something I already feel solid, but I'd say, uh, more than anything, I, like it just gives you peace of mind that like um, I'm not training in a way that like I'm in, taking on like these these tension locks is, at least that's what makes sense to me. maybe that's not an actual term but like yeah. a tension lock from just like really just being super tense like gripping a bar and really just trying so hard to get a weight up like mm. once upon a time I like that stuff but like for me when I'm serving somebody, I can't hold tension like that. Like right. that's that goes for me to them almost immediately. So they can they sense that heavy handedness. Yeah. And a lot of the um you get further along, at least like with landmine stuff, it really is like an explosive type thing. So mm. um I've liked it a lot. It's definitely correlated pretty well for me in my lifestyle. Yeah. Uh how I practice. Nice. That's okay. what's up. Dude, I like it. I like that point that you made too, that holding that tension. I think one thing that I've been trying to more sublim subliminally work on is um, 
keeping my fingers loose, like more yeah. free, but my wrists solid. Um, Cause in that sense, like you're, you protect yourself, but then you're able to deliver the adjustment based with soft hands. Yep. Um, which is huge. Cause I always think like, dude, I remember seeing this one guy, big dude, like had to be like six foot five, like 250 at least, maybe 300. Big old meat hooks for hands, right? But just like his adjustments, you could tell were very heavy handed and his patients didn't look very comfortable. Um, and I don't want to be like that. You know, like we've all been on the on the other end of a of a heavy handed person and it's not fun. We've been that heavy handed person. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so like, Dude, if you're there now, we're, we're not uh, like, we're not exempt. No matter uh, you know, if you're just some other uh, regular Joe watching this or listening to this, I mean um, there's nothing wrong with being in that initial state. You know, if you're let's say yeah. you're seeing a chiropractor, it feels like he's kind of heavy handed. He might be working, he or she might be working through that. That's okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. We've definitely all been there. And if you're a student in school, it's definitely okay too, but that's something to be aware of. Right. Um, yep. And, and I think like you can help your fellow students to be like, Hey, like, you know, relax a little bit. Like it's okay. Constructive criticism is huge, man. I'm uh, yeah. one thing I've well, never first, I've first never off really, that, you got to get hands on because you can't yeah. get down in school, you know, like, yeah. Don't take criticism personally, especially when it comes to like anything that, uh, you know, technique wise, obviously for chiropractors out there, but like, I don't know, like criticism in a way, like it's, it's meant to help, right? It's not anything that like tear you down. So, uh, there's just kind of a stigma that like, oh, uh, I gotta just like, I don't want to say, you know, to this person, oh, could you, know, you could be a little bit softer or like, you know what I mean? You could be a little bit quicker, you know, having some sort of constructive criticism, like don't false prop some, somebody up on something that you feel like you can maybe hurt people some later. On, right. Yeah. Right. Um, Excellent point, dude. Yeah. Tell yeah, the truth, right? Above all else, tell the truth. Tell the truth. Um, yeah, dude. So that, I mean, it sounds like the WEC methods kind of revolutionizing to just your overall thought process and, how you i don't want to say how you view your body but i guess how you view your body as a uh what's the word not like a lightning rod but as a you know i almost feel like uh conduit for for what you're trying to deliver these are like jumper cables right yeah that's, yeah, yeah, what, yeah. that's what i think about like right. got some jumper cables right here got a positive and negative <laughs> uh, have you ever seen that? the rundown a little bit of thunder and a little bit of lightning, right uh, exactly man um, I don't oh know I, I, I'm a weird dude though so uh, <laughs> not to me, that's what's I, up I think about yeah we need that dude we need that so I mean WEC method is is probably the game changer for, for most Kairos especially those training in school um Kairos, I mean, literally, athletes that are, you know, if, if you, I, mean, I can't, it's hard for me to even think of a sport that it wouldn't be a good training method. That's true. Yeah. You so, can I mean, literally, whether you're just average Joe that loves working out. Too. Unless, you're, unless your ultimate goal is to like be like a, a, a strong man powerlifter, which is awesome. I love that. Um, go pursue that for sure. Um, right. So there's always a, kind of like a yin and yang thing. Like, 
It's yep. not going to be 100% great for somebody with those goals because to get to those levels, you've got to be able to just pull and push insane amount of weight. So you really got to yeah. have loads there. And this isn't one of those things where you can just absolutely throw on 600 pounds and, and do a, a split jerk landmine press. Like you can't do that, right? Yeah. That's yeah. not the goal though. So you just got to know what your goals are and kind of go from there. True. That's what's up. Go yeah. based on your goals. And if you're, I mean, go check out, where can they find the WEC method at too? Uh, Instagram's a really good place. I mean, I feel like nowadays anybody listening to this is probably on Instagram. So go to Instagram, check out their page. David Weck, he's the founder, but Weck Method has their own separate page, and they've got, I mean, they've got a lot of good reasons. They've got other trainers on there, too. Um, you can kind of look at different ways that they use their method. There's, I mean, per, excuse my crude terminology, but a thousand ways to skin a cat or whatever, right? So, I mean, <laughs> they're always, uh, they're always innovating. Yeah, five years. Cool. They've got, they've got some really good affirmations from like uh, world-class sprinters, uh, other different types of athletes on there. That's like, it's not just some like, uh, you know, who's this Crazy guy idiot. training this way saying that he's getting better, right? Like they've got some uh, valid, uh, valid, valid people coming on there. Uh, and scientific validation because he shows them running in the, the GRF and everything. Yeah, well, I'm not even sure about the GRF, but that's just like how, uh, from my background, that I understand about it. But gotcha. one cool video that's anecdotal, but essentially he had this woman on there. I think she's like 85. Oh, she, I don't wanna, all right, Miss, she's she's an older woman. She hasn't run in like 20 years, and he had her in there, uh, had her working with some pulsers, and like got her running for the first time in like 20 years. Wow. Um, and just because she could figure out, she was just relearning how to run in a more efficient way. Um, I don't know, man, if you're, if you're older and like you want to run and you can get there just by changing your method, man, that's powerful. Worth it. That's well worth it. Yeah, dude. Um, that's what's up, man. I love that. So check out David Weck and then the Weck method, both separate accounts on Instagram. I'm sure they probably have some YouTube stuff out there. Um, any closing thoughts, my man? Uh, good fighters, wherever you are, whoever you may be you know um if you're out there fighting the good fight keep putting those rounds in and let us hear about it right so yes sir put the rounds in fire them off baby so on a saturday go to the bell right what finish through the whistle yes sir ding ding yeah um well dr nash thank you so much for bringing some of the weck method to our beautiful ears today um, with all that connection, intention, and purpose that we all love. And um, I learned some pretty valuable information, um, even more than we've talked about before. So um, for me, I don't know if my gym has the landmine press, but I'm definitely interested in figuring out a way to get that. But you can buy them. Like, you can literally uh, buy them so you can, like, put them so, like, essentially they fit, like, a barbell into, like, a bumper plate. And then you can like take that thing oh. with you, so you can. I wonder learn. if I could just put it like in the corner of my garage or something like that. You can too. do that too. Yeah, that's yeah. another way you can just. Well, if we don't, yeah, there's some way I can do it. Yep. This gym has a lot of stuff to it, though, so I'm sure. I bet they have something. Yeah, but all right, dude. Thank you so much for for bringing that on. Good fighters keep finding good fight, loading them bullets, firing them off to the bell with the whack method. And this is on a Saturday. It's on a Saturday. Keeping it yes, hot. Sir. Coming in hot. Sweat with
your destiny.